Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Wesley Clark, and today in episode one, we're going to talk about how much money is enough. 100 million, 190 million. What is that number? And you may be asking, what's led me to ask that question? And what I'd like you to do is go to my Twitter page at I am Wesley Clark. Check out the November 18th tweet in which I retweeted an article by Business Insider. And I responded in that tweet, this story just makes me smile. Now, let me give you the basics of that story. Town & Country Magazine reported wealthy couples in New York City need 100 to 190 million to keep their heads above water. They call it the happiness number. So for a hypothetical wealthy non-working couple in their 40s with two teenage kids going to an expensive private school in New York City, they live in a Parkside Fifth Avenue apartment, they buy art, they take private jets, they donate to charity, they have a household staff, you know, the, the chef, the driver, the housekeeper, they got a couple of vacation homes, and they're setting aside $25 million for each child to inherit. And in that story, when you click onto it and you get a chance to read it, you'll read about a gentleman by the name of Tom Gallagher. He's a multimillionaire, and he told the New York Times, emotionally, I don't come from money. I got very lucky on Wall Street. I've been dealing with a myriad of psychological issues since I retired. I have more money than I have ever imagined, but I still worry, do I have enough if I live longer than I thought? Now, it kind of reminds me of a story of a gentleman that I actually met with that was referred to me as a potential client. Very successful uh, realtor, entrepreneur. Um, he got his start, uh, actually, when he got into the business. Uh, he was living in a friend's basement and uh, went on to be a very, very, very successful realtor developer. So I went in to go meet with him, and he just perked my curiosity. And I said, well, let me ask you, and I won't give you his name, but I said, let me ask you, when is enough? When is it enough that you got enough? And you know what he responded? I don't know. And it also made me think about a story about a client who's since passed on oh, about 10 years ago. Great guy, salt of the earth dude, union guy, bricklayer, owned his own bricklaying company, but he was just a, a solid dude. And he came into my office and we were looking out the, the window there and way in the distance there's these railroad tracks and a train goes by. And he said, you know what, Wesley? He says, and he had more money than, than he needed. He was retired, but he had more money than he needed. He said, you know what? I would give up all my money if I could have my health back. I would just live on that train and be a hobo. And you know what they say, health is your greatest wealth. Well, that's one thing I can say without any doubt. I've had a number of clients in my 24 years that had a lot of money as far as what people would consider successful. And yet when health knocks, uh, they have health issues, you can throw all the money at it, but many times, unfortunately, it doesn't um, help out. 
So the question we have to ask ourselves is, have we become one-dimensional men and women? And by that, what do I mean? Is money and what it can buy, what we can accumulate, the measuring stick by which we determine ourselves successful or not? I was reading about this 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 one-dimensional uh, concept uh, was actually, I think, created by a guy, a philosopher named Herbert Marcuse. And he wrote a very popular book about 53 years ago in 1964 called The One-Dimensional Man, Studies in the Ideology of an Advanced Industrial Society, a lot of long uh, title. But the gist of his book is this. He argues that advanced industrial society created false needs, which integrated individuals into the existing system of production and consumption via mass media, advertising, industrial management, and contemporary modes of thought. I guess another way to put it, maybe in more modern times that all of us can relate to, is uh, if you'll remember Tyler Durden in uh, Fight Club, where he says, uh, for lack of a better term, the philosophy would be this, man, I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men who've ever lived. I see all this potential, and I see squandering, damn it, an entire generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. We're the middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great wars, a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. And we're slowly learning that, that fact, and we're very, very pissed off. It reminds me of a Bob Dylan song. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard it, Satisfied Mind. It might resonate with you. Let me sing you a few verses, and I might not have the greatest voice, but he basically starts off saying, how many times have you heard someone say, if I had his money, I'd do things my way. Mm, but little do they know how hard it is to find one rich man in ten with a satisfied mind. It's true. It's true. So what I propose is that instead of being one-dimensional, we approach it as four-dimensional men and women. The objective being creating satisfied minds, being at peace. Instead of seeking an ever-elusive thing called happiness via money, consumption, we instead seek peace of mind via four specific areas, or better said, quadrants, whatever term you want to kind of picture in your mind. And one of the most important ones is spiritual. That's what Tyler was talking about. We got a spiritual war because what we've done is we focus so much on, on the financial aspects that we've done away with any spiritual, most of us to have. And that's why you see uh, being a vacuum, an emptiness in one's soul, in one's heart. And so we see people turning to meditation. But I'll tell you, just... Just turn to the concept of, of just believing in God, one God. 
and just approaching God, taking some time off every day, off to the side, in the morning, in the evening, whatever, and just opening your heart, talking to your Creator, or whatever way you want to look at it. A second area would be physical, meaning we allocate, what, what are you eating? What are you putting into your body? You might be hustling and grinding, and you're eating up, going to Mickey D's and eating up and eating up, but you're just trashing your health, and you're not exercising at all. Third, what's the third quadrant? Family. Where are you at in regards to your family? I mean, that, that's a good question. How's your family life? Do you communicate? Do you go to the restaurant? Or you sit at home, either watching TV or staring at your cell phones, either at home or when you go out, and you don't communicate with one another. And then lastly, financial. Now, you either have this sewed up or you got it all screwed up. You may be deep in debt. You don't have any hope of escape. You're a slave to your debt. You feel hopeless. You don't have any idea of how to get out of this financial chaos that you're existing in. And it's just basically in existence. So let's begin by seriously looking at ourselves, having a reality check. Out of those four areas that we talked about, spiritual, physical, family, financial, where are you strong in those areas? Where are your weaknesses? In those areas that you're weak, hey, build it up. Start laying out a plan for yourself. Because the question is, is when we come to the end of our life, the question we will ask ourselves is what will, what will our legacy be or have been? Oh, John, yeah, he's a hustler. He, he was a hustler. He, he worked his ass off. He worked many long hours, three marriages later, a triple bypass, and lonely as all get out, but, you know, he, he, was, he, he lived a good life. Or instead, being the best you, having a peace of mind, and creating very good memories for your family, living a healthy life, a morally good life, and providing for your family during and after your life. Meaning, you know, the man or woman, they didn't try to be someone else. They were themselves and they lived life to their fullest, the maximum that they could be. So in closing, if you're going through the financial challenges, if you feel like you're just existing, Go to my website at www.wesleyclark.global. Go to the resource section. Download the Financial Planning Pyramid Diagram. Take a look at that. That bottom row, that's the foundation you build upon that. You get that checked off. Then you go to the next level and so on. I encourage you also in the Contact Me section any questions you have or any issues, anything you just want to share, feel free to do so. I'll get back to you um, in any of those quadrants. And I hope this was a very thought-provoking uh, podcast for you, gave you some things to consider, maybe plan and take action. Appreciate you guys and look forward to creating more podcasts 
look forward to getting any put any input from you guys. Take care. Good night.